This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You've got mail. I'm Millie Tamaras. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is Go, Go Touch, Touch Grass. Grass, the podcast where we log in so you can log off. Elise and I are two chronically online comedians, and on this pod, we break down the week in internet discourse, viral memes, TikTok trends, and niche influencer drama so that you don't have to. And if you like what you hear today and you want to hear more, we've already got a Go Touch Grass Patreon up and running with all of our test episodes, mini trending topics, a weekly newsletter, and our spin series search history where we go back and break down a viral discourse from the past and please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review we need it so bad we're gonna do a road to 100 campaign very very soon yes we will be announcing our road to 100 reviews on On both uh, spotify and apple music right now we're almost at 60 for both yeah so we're trying to get the last 40 road to 100 watch the space starting next week we'll start plugging the road to 100 the the road to 100 once we get 100 (laughs) reviews we're gonna do something special for y'all it's it's very very exciting and you know what else is very exciting what Elise? Tell today's us. guest today's guest because guys we have with us in the studio a true pro he's a journalist content creator and host of tiktok of sorry and host of tiktok radio show on sirius xm it's lamar dawson Woo! that's me that's wow. <laughs> we're so excited to have you i'm excited to be here i love this studio i'm uh, obsessed great yes. we're thrilled to have you here at headgum hq nyc mm-hmm. there yes. is a headgum hq la, LA. We'll, we'll get there and there's day. a picture of us there's outside. a picture of, the, of us hasn't painted over yet <laughs> but uh L- lamar we're gonna start off opening question okay as someone who makes a living interviewing people Mm -hmm. how does it feel to be being interviewed yourself you know it feels pretty good because (laughs) i know it's like to be on both sides of the coin now Mm. so i know how to answer the questions in a way that you need to get it like i just get it like i know where you're going with it you know what i mean i think it helps me be a better interviewee Mm. being an interviewer yeah, so you're not going to give us a long rambling. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I know where you got to edit that part here, cut off here. I, I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, another question we got for you is you're doing all kinds of content, mm-hmm. right? You're do, you're giving us red carpet. You're mm-hmm. a content machine. I try. You, you host a radio show. You... I don't know if you want to talk about how you run an uh, international hair company <laughs> uh, kind of brand. We can talk about that. But like, let's what go kind, there. What kind of content do you most enjoy? And then also another question is, as a content creator, because, again, you also have your own TikTok following. Right. Influencer. Do you think in content? Like, do you process? Oh, my God. And yes. Like that? And it's almost like a curse because I yeah. can't do anything without thinking of how can this be content? Yeah. Sometimes I can't even enjoy things. I'm like, oh, can I turn this into content? Yeah. Should I go to this thing? Can I capture content there? Yeah. And it's my deciding factor, my deciding point a lot of times. So it's kind of like, ah. 
Yeah. Cream. Content yeah. rules everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But My friend Tara said that before. Yeah. I yeah. love that. It's so true, though. But I also, in terms of content I enjoy, you're asking, like, I love music. I make mostly content around nostalgia, pop culture yeah. from the 80s, 90s, 2000s. I love the, like, songs. What is the top five songs from the 90s that you forgot about? Or uh, yeah. Yeah. People love that. Uh, I think, you know, as a millennial, we love living kind of from the nostalgia and for, you know, the throwbacks. So I really like that a lot. But then I don't consume a lot of content that's like me. So I watch a lot of comedy skits. I watch a lot of cooking videos. Okay. I love cooking videos. I got an air fryer during the pandemic like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. of course. So now I'm like trying to find new things to make other than like chicken and vegetables in there. Yeah, well, it's air fryer chicken wings are just I mean, they're so incredible. bomb though. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about cooking things that are different for me. I love like a good like redneck woman who's cooking something crazy <laughs> for her family of 10 and shit. I was just telling like just some crazy recipe that I would never do by myself. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, yeah, I do want to see how you make chili dog pasta <laughs> for the Super Bowl. Have you seen that lady? There, there's a woman on TikTok. Her handle escapes me, but she always it's her and she always stitches basically recipes like that like a crazy like everybody's so creative and, and yeah she, yes. everybody's so, so creative, creative. <laughs> exactly sometimes they add I, I hate when there's like the stitch and it's like you're not adding, adding anything. anything you're just watching yeah. somebody else but I do like everybody's so creative she's funny because so she does funny commentary yeah. along everyone's the way everyone's so creative is good it's like the outlier yeah. if you have a hot take about stitches okay any other hot content takes before we get started this is so random no, but it. I am so tired of people making content and their smoke detector is beeping in the background <laughs> i am concerned about your hearing i'm concerned about your safety i don't understand how one you live in this home you hear it okay you recorded content you watched it back you don't hear that like fix it fix it that is crazy that's so funny that, that's i so hear crazy. it all the time it's like it's because it's like you know it's the second it's the second um level to when someone sends a selfie and the mirror is dirty. Right. Like it, the yeah. mirror is dirty and it's like you need to address that first. Please. Mm -hmm. I, I just remember right one time I was talking to this guy and um he sent me a selfie of him in bed and he's mm -hmm. like thinking of you and mm -hmm. he's in bed mm -hmm. and the pillow was so dirty. No, no, it was yellow, not a it nasty was stained. Pillow. No. It was like, bro, you Yikes. need to address that. Yeah, no. please. You need to, and, and, and speaking mm. of content, strip it in uh, OxyClean for <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. That just really sent a chill down my spine to yeah. see a dirty, nasty pillow. Mm. With no pillowcase. With no pillowcase. Yikes. Straight a men. Loose, mm. A straight man. Loose, well, duh, naked pillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A oh, loose, naked ugh. pillow. Ugh. Thinking of you. And I'm like, you need to think about yeah this. you need to think but about getting key, your laundry done that'd be some of the hottest sex ever I know, see, a man with a mattress on the floor oh and nothing god. else he's gonna give it to you you know what oh my god this is what i'm saying though so i've been <laughs> friends with lamar every time i would post this crazy like crazy like for years for years i've known lamar for a mm -hmm. long time every time i would post like screenshots of crazy tinder profiles lamar's like yeah, but he's hot. <laughs> you know what I will say? When I met my husband, he didn't even have a mattress on the ground. He mm. had a futon, like it, don't the, say the top of a futon couch. Oh, my God. That was on the ground. At least, oh my do God. Not, you was, don't have to come out. That was on the ground. Listen, <laughs> I let, I let us have the month of crazy futon on the ground times, and then I said, we are going to have to get you a bed frame. Yes, please. And he did get one. Okay. Well, now girl, a futon. Okay, look at that. <laughs> 
I know it he was, was older than you. Yeah. Like I'm just oh. like this is oh, an no. L. It was it was not good. It was uh, it did need to be addressed, and it was addressed, and we did get him. We said we're raising the bed mm-hmm. off of the ground, and we're actually gonna we're gonna get a mattress. There you go. We're gonna get a real mattress. We're gonna raise <laughs> it up off the ground, and I'm you're just gonna see what this life is like. And then he said, wow. I want to be married. <laughs> wow. Well. See, start from the bottom. Now you're there. Exactly. Look at that. Exactly. And now guess what? Our mattress company. (laughs) (laughs) I love Helix. Please sponsor us. Okay. Let's get into the discourse. I can't wait. Mm -mm. I'm so excited. Guys, today our discourse is about corporate Natalie and corporate bro. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is so dark and crazy for me because usually when people are content creators, they're like, oh, I'm a gymnast, or oh, I cook, or oh, I'm a comedian. Mm. But to have content about work, I just like had to deep dive into like funny content just about working, but not like teach, like, okay, being a teacher, being a chef, but I'm like, just corporate jobs in general. It's about being in corporate America. Being corporate America. Mm. So weird to me. And corporate Natalie and corporate bro are different than corporate Aaron, who Mm -hmm. is a character Mm -hmm. that is very funny. Well, corporate Natalie uh, makes content about work. Mm -hmm. She has about 835,000 followers on Instagram, 651 followers on TikTok, and 50,000 followers on LinkedIn, Mm. which is interesting because... There's a trend coming that we're mm-hmm. going to talk about where now that millennials are getting older, their LinkedIn is trying to rebrand itself as a cool content platform, which I would love to hear your opinion. I am. I struggle with the move to or toward LinkedIn becoming a social media mm-hmm. site. Yeah, right. because you want to get a fucking job. And now it's like, here's an essay about what I think about working from home, I'm just like. Well, that's what I love about all the content creators who are posting about all the stupid stuff in corporate life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure we'll get there in a second, but I do like the content niche of making fun of corporate America and like the LinkedIn post. Congratulations, Sarah. They're lucky to have you. Like, yeah. Oh, I, you know, the funny stories about the interview and I was walking to the interview and I stopped and pet the dog and the dog was the manager's dog. And all and this it taught nonsense. me about. All this nonsense. It's such a brand of thing, but then what people, and it is ripe for satire. Like, it's not like it's not ripe for comedy. Like, comedy about the workplace. Well, Mm -hmm. but exactly. But there are people who are doing like earnest, it's weird because it's like earnest talking about these personalities. So, Natalie, Natalie says that her content is for people looking for tips on navigating through the corporate world and or making career changes, and specifically for postgrads looking for guidance on their next steps in the real world and advice on how to optimize their experience. Again, so it's not making fun of corporate mm-hmm. stuff. It's very like pro-corporate, Ameri- I don't know. And then Ross Corporate Bro Pomerantz has 480,000 followers on Instagram, 31,000 followers on YouTube. He made like a few, like a YouTube series about like a fake startup or something. But again, it's just like about the characters. I don't know. And then mm-hmm. hundred, he has 100,000 uh, followers on LinkedIn. And the New York Times called him a cubicle comedian. Mm-hmm. How do you okay. feel about okay. that? Uh- <laughs> okay. You know, 
I have some thoughts on a few things. One, it seems to be that um, on the one hand, it's kind of funny seeing how these reputable outlets are covering TikTok personalities yeah. as actual celebrities. You know, it's funny because obviously I work for TikTok radio and this is my job to like, it is a viable channel and yada, yada, yada. But it also feels strange that certain creators are getting all this hype. Like there's one creator, the name escapes me, but he had a whole vulture profile about the characters he created. And it feels like, how are you making everyone famous? Like everyone is getting their 15 minutes well, from a bit of everything. Exactly. Everyone's getting their 15 minutes. And also who are who's getting the coverage? It's not the See, people I didn't want to go there. Well, we're going mm, there because okay. we're going to go touch grass. Mm -hmm. And we're getting there. And it's it's always white people and white men who are getting the coverage. And again, what are they saying? You know, because, okay, it's different if you are a comedian who's trying to make your thing and you also have to work a day job and mm -hmm. you're making stuff. Mm -hmm. But these are like people who like are influencers in the, it's just weird like their thing is to be a corporate influencer it's not like anything so anyway we're gonna get into specifically the drama and why we're talking <laughs> mm -hmm. about this so recently they started the demoted podcast and they describe the demoted podcast they say tune in every week to witness corporate bro and corporate natalie unpack the current state of the workplace you'll get you'll get a whole lot of unsolicited advice heated debates over office etiquette hilarious role plays crazy workplace stories submitted by listeners and more so why are we talking about them today they recently got into an insane scandal mm. and before we get into what the scandal is I must let you know that there's only three episodes of this podcast. <laughs> so by th the first two and the third one is talking about how they got canceled for the first episode. <laughs> so, That's, you know, uh, that makes so me funny. feel better about our run. We have not had to make a let's address the controversy. <laughs> we didn't have to have a whole episode about no. saying how we were canceled no. from the first episode. We are addressing the controversy now. We are addressing the controversy. <laughs> Let's talk about their scandal. So one of their first videos for the Demoted podcast, mm -hmm. right, has now been taken down. It was titled something like Millennial Boss and Gen Z Employee or something like Gen mm -hmm. Z Employee. It's about a Gen Z employee who was asked to come to an 8 a.m. work meeting and it's like implied that it's a nine to five, but they want to miss the 8 a.m. work meeting because they booked a non-refundable 8 a.m. workout class. So both Natalie and Corporate Bro mm -hmm. were freaking out and they're like, that's bullshit. That's not our fucking problem. And this is a quote. This is from Natalie. You just started this job. I don't give a flying shit about your workout class. Also, 8 a.m. workout class is too late. Workout at 6, maybe 7 a.m. And then Corporate Bro said, to monopolize your candle calendar for things I would consider to be personal time, that's going to be a no for me, dog. You're going to have to give up some things. And then Corporate Natalie said, you're really not allowed to do that when you're first starting out the career. As someone who's underemployed, had a million jobs, all this <laughs> stuff, everything outside of work is an appointment. You don't have to say it's a workout class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't be too honest, Gen Z. Because mm -hmm. that's kind of the thing. Is like If you're saying workout class, of course they're going to say some shit. Right. But if you're like, I have an appointment, they don't got to know. Yeah, Fair. that was kind of my immediate reaction is like, oh, you fucked up by saying mm -hmm. what it actually was. Yeah. Go right. do the workout class. If you are scheduled from 9 to 5 and they're trying to put you on an 8 a.m. meeting that you weren't previously like aware of and that shouldn't have been in your schedule, say, mm -hmm. oh, doctor's appointment, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, whatever. Appointment. Yeah, right. I got an appointment, appointment I can't reschedule. Yeah, it's not whatever. It's an appointment I've been waiting for. It just, I mean, it's always just appointment. It's totally. appointment, yeah. I agree with that. And, 
I think I think that where this person went wrong was to say that it the was workout a workout class. class. That is a little bit like, yeah, they're not gonna, mm-hmm. they're not the the boss isn't gonna like that. Let that so fly. What mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I understand the spirit of this conversation where it's like. I'm paid from nine to five. Yeah. Those are my working hours. So yeah. anything I'm doing, even if it is a workout class, I should be able to tell you that. And this is, I'm not on the clock until nine to five. Yeah. My only thinking with this is that if you've worked a corporate job, you know there are those times when you leave a bit early for those appointments. You take a bit longer on the lunch yeah. or whatever the case may be. It all comes out on the wash. So go to the ADM meeting yeah because from time to time you're gonna bounce to pick up the kid early yeah, to pick exactly. up whatever to go to the concert early whatever the case may be so i feel like it comes out in the wash yeah i would say yes like you gotta sometimes charge it to the game yes i would say i've had some jobs where like if i came late or what I, like they were so nickel and dimey about like me like, if I came late or if I worked whatever, they were like, you have to stay an extra 30 minutes or 10 oh, minutes gosh. or something. Mm-hmm. But then if I stayed late, that didn't count mm-hmm. for me to come yeah. late. Oh, yeah. You know no, no, I mean? no. Of course. It's always coming in their favor. So that's right. like kind of the little nickel. But for the most part, most jobs are whatever. But yeah, like... So it depends on the corp. I think it depends on the corporate environment, right? Like, if it's a job like what you're talking about mm-hmm. and they ask you to come in at 8 and you're not scheduled for 8... No, you're not. No, no. absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Because you're not cool. But if it's a job where like normally the schedule is pretty fluid, they've been good about hybrid remote. There's a reason why this one meeting is at eight. Maybe like you're talking to someone overseas. Like right at the end of the day, like I, I am all for the Gen Z attitude of like you don't owe your Mm -hmm. boss your fucking Mm -hmm. blood, sweat, and tears in every Mm -hmm. single second of your free time in your life. But also, like, working at a business, sometimes we, as long as everyone's respecting each other, sometimes maybe you come in a little early because something requires it, as long as it's not happening all the time. Yeah, and, you know, you're going to lose out on one class. Like, it's, you got to, so it's 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 case by case, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, we're all kind of pro-worker on this, right? So there's this response to this video. When asked to come in for an 8 a.m. meeting, my Gen Z new hire said, ugh, sorry, can't make it. I have a workout class. Should this be allowed? My visceral reaction was, are you fucking kidding me? No, fully, like, angered, typing this out. I was like, please. Like, my hand's shaking, and it's not from the caffeine. You just started this job. I don't give a flying shit about your workout class. Also, an 8 a.m. workout class is too late. Workout at 6, yeah. maybe 7. Hi. Yeah, Natalie. So um, we can talk about this more later, but I'm going to address this now. It was made very clear during the interview process that the working hours for this position is between 9 to 5 p.m. Eastern time and I am on Eastern time. I made that very clear with HR because I have commitments outside of work. I go to the gym, I work out because I care about my health. Sure, I can make a sacrifice to go to an 8 a.m. meeting had I known at least a week before that I needed to go at 8 a.m., not a day before. Also, my workout class starts at 7.30, not at 8, but I didn't know that I needed to tell you that. Okay, let's just say I skipped the gym. Two things. When can I expect you to reimburse me for my class? And two, are you going to be paying me from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. or at the very least, let me leave at 4 p.m.? Natalie, if your answer to both of those are no, then there's no discussion needed. I will see you at 9 o'clock today. Also, yeah, I sent an email to HR about this and sent them the link to that TikTok video. So um, just to make things clear. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, so Yikes. 
That video got 4.2 million likes. Oops. Wow. Likes. 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 Not even views. Wow. Likes. Views. Likes. Yeah. So views is a lot more. And it quickly became a really hot discussion mm -hmm. about, you know, uh, everything that we just talked totally. about. About, like, reinforcing boundaries. Like, not letting jobs. Mm -hmm. like, to, mm -hmm. and, and it yeah. came down hard on Natalie. Mm -hmm. You know, I think... It, you know, all this kind of goes back to the whole quiet quitting revolution that came up during 2020. Yeah. And it really flipped corporate life on its head. And because I think the pandemic really helped us realize what matters most in our family and things like that. And that seems to have gone out the window. We're back to work, back to money, back to the grind. We almost forgot everything we were hoping to learn and gain from the, you know, the lockdown era. And I do think it's brought in this new crop of uh, Gen Z folks, but also younger millennials as well. Saying, you know what, you're right. You don't deserve my blood, sweat, and tears every five seconds of my nine to five. I still feel like work ethic goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. Um, putting your best foot forward goes a long way. And again, if this is a corporate job, which means you're likely salaried, I suppose. Like, yeah. Again, there are times you're going to leave around four to get to that appointment. There's going to be times when you're going to leave around three to pick up your kid or whatever the case may be. To me, it comes down in the wash. And um, if it's not an always on thing all the time, it's always eight to five, then from time to time, if it's a quarterly meeting, 8 o'clock in the morning so the whole country can participate, it's one time or quarter. Figure it out. Take an extra lunch. I don't know. Like, keep it to yeah. yourself. Well, at least you have something. My biggest thought is just it's really it, – it is reminding me of this conversation that I saw – kind of related that was popping up on threads which mm. i think oh, is a very linkedin Christ. energy mm -hmm. going it on does. Threads. Yeah. that's very accurate <laughs> way to describe it <laughs> uh and that people were talking about like cover letters and like uh -huh. asking people to write cover letters and it was this hugely heated topic yeah. about like well if you want to show that you want this job you should write the cover letter and then other people being like I don't want to write fan fiction about working for your company. Yeah. I can't remember who said that, but that's a very accurate description of my cover the, letters. I get AI to write the cover letters because yeah. I cannot be like because no. because really I you have to apply to a hundred jobs. Yeah, I'm like to get one email back maybe. I want the job because it's a job, mm -hmm. and I'm looking for a job. And right if now. you you look at my resume, and if you have questions, let's set up a pre-screen. But dog, don't play me. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. These are great points. Mm -hmm. Lamar, you hit on a lot of good points. So Thank Natalie you. had to apologize. So if the video that got backlash had 4 million mm -hmm. likes, you can already imagine what the original video had that was stitched and everything. Mm -hmm. Natalie had to apologize. She put an apology video. She took responsibility. She gets it. She made the clarification that if you're salaried, that doesn't apply. But also she wanted to clarify like, one, I don't know the guy in this video. He does mm -hmm. not work with me. What? And two, yeah. I was reading this thing. What What I was responding to was a listener letter that, um, that someone sent me and the listener letter specifically said, hi, Demoted Pod, I need to rant. I have a Gen Z new hire. When asked to come in for an 8 a.m. meeting, my Gen Z new hire said, Ugh, sorry, I can't make it. I have a workout class. Here's some additional info on our meeting slash this meeting. One, we have one 8 a.m. meeting quarterly. Mm, Two, see? we tell every new hire about this meeting when they sign. Mm. Three, these meetings are to include our international team members in Europe and India. See? Wow. I can't handle this shit. So, yeah. Exactly. And like that's like yeah, you do have to go to the meeting and you should have canceled your workout class. I'm sorry, but these are yeah. these are reasonable expectations of the job. This is not like 
an evil boss who just is like nickel and diming you and like doing like being horrible. If you're hired and they're like once a month, we meet at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Quarterly is once, once a quarter. See, yeah. See, no, I knew it because I know this has how this is going to go down. See, yeah. I knew it. Yeah, because you have experience. Right. And you've, <laughs> you've been in the world. So just to be clear. This guy did not work for corporate Natalie. Exactly. At all. That is crazy. No, listen to this. This is the next part. The guy who made the video that we heard said, guys, I it was a skit. That's not a <sighs> real video. It's a skit. Wow. Uh, he does comedic skits, I'm- and it's supposed to be a joke where he puts himself in the position of somebody who uh, this and that and he said he said he still stands by everything he said but that he wants everyone to know it's a skit now my question to you is what is a skit is, <laughs> this is pissing me yeah, off i know this exactly. is pissing me this off it's the core of something that has it, been say bothering it, say it. me oh my god is what's it, a joke and what's a skit people <laughs> think that just posting a video that is them lying with no comedic overtone to it right is a skit and it's fucking not if you are just two camera fully earnestly saying this stuff if if he was saying like if he was literally doing a gen z character Mm -hmm. and there was comedic elements to it right it would be very different, but you just truly came on and pretended to be this woman's employee. Wow. Acted like she was a bad employer to you, and that there's nothing funny about it to make it a skit. No, not at all. My mouth is on the floor. I can barely find (laughs) the words. I am shocked. I am shocked right now. I agree with everything you just said. That is blowing my mind. When you have a joke like Corporate Aaron, Mm-hmm. It's very clear. This is a joke. The company yeah. I work for is fake. And it's clear clear to the listener and the viewer that this is a fake made-up company position, whatever. Yeah. Okay, I get it. She's doing a bit. Mm-hmm. That was not a bit. Hmm. But, yeah, you need the comedic element. I think the thing that was needed was you can have that same ethos yes. of perhaps saying, like, my life doesn't belong to this company. Mm-hmm. But do it, you know, the point of a comedy sketch is they do it so ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. It's like... Oh, you're right. I will miss, you know, my kid's graduation and my daughter's wedding right. for this quarterly meeting that mm-hmm. I so have to go to that I'm not going to say anything. You know, you exaggerate it to show how ridiculous the request is yes. anyway. There has to be that wink or that something like, keep talking about corporate Aaron, but corporate Aaron's thing is she says the, she's the manager for management. Big management. It's right. like you, you, yes. that's a, that's a tell. It tells you right away. Not a real yes. Person. But and she's making fun of specifically the middle managers and all that. So you know who she's making fun exactly. of. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in there, actually, she's done content with um, someone, another creator who does like a Gen Z character. And they'll do like a back and forth. And the Gen Z character yes, is always like, yes. Mm-hmm. And the Gen Z guy is always like, oh, well, it's actually five o'clock right now. So I'm immediately logging off. Like, he, yeah. And, you, and is doing basically the character that this guy was pretending to do, but you can tell it's a character because he is being funny. Yes. And he is making jokes. And there and it's is an, an exaggerated. Yeah, there's an over-the-top element. This guy literally just put this woman on blast and she wasn't his boss. Exactly. I am still shocked. Yes. Like, I am shaking right now. Like, that was yeah. crazy. So, we'll get to the final oh, segment. There's more? Just uh, a little okay, bit more. Okay. And then we'll wrap this up. But I do want to show... Uh, the Demoted Podcast replied to Uh-oh. this. If you didn't hear, we 
we got canceled. We posted a clip of our podcast on TikTok that changed our lives and not for the better. Another creator created what they call a stitch. And it cuts to a man neither of us have ever seen in our entire lives. Hey, yeah, Natalie. So um, we can talk about this more later, but I'm gonna address this now. Hang on, who are you? You're addressing me by name. He does add details about how he didn't know about this meeting until the day before, requesting that Natalie reimburse him for his class. And then he asks if Natalie's gonna pay him for you know, the hour of eight to nine. I need to reiterate, I do not know this person and they are claiming not only that they're my employee, but that I'm actively mistreating them. Nearly 50,000 comments. Many of those comments are demanding that Natalie, as this guy's boss, apologize to him. By Thursday evening, we're getting comments on our personal channels about us and how terrible we are. Everything was being flooded with threats and hate. You know, you got absolutely torched it was very dark it's still been dark honestly we had all the context in our head they don't know that this is a listener submitted story that i'm reading off my paper we didn't give any of that context in the social clip so what do i do i take to tiktok and i make an apology classic old school youtube YouTube. apology and it sucked this person hijacked my brand was running with it was dragging my name across TikTok. And I didn't even mention, hey guys, this person is not affiliated with me at all. We see a second video come up on this creator's page. The past 24 hours have been crazy. And I just want to clear some things up. That video that I made was my genuine reaction to the situation in the form of a skit. Can I stop you there? So, so it's a, it's a skit. Thank God it's just a skit. Okay. See, I, me and the other 32 million people didn't <laughs> think it was. One of the things that was troubling about this, I guess I would say, is that he continued to comment on the original video, pretending to play along as if he were the employee, stoking more rage. Obviously, this TikTok hysteria didn't come from nothing. We are not innocent. Horrible editing on that social clip. Just a brutal edit job. Our fault. We posted it. Yeah. We've edited it. When you put things on social media, they can spread outside totally. of the context of who we are. What happened to us could happen to anyone. Now, I do want to be clear, like buried in this is that he did have a really good message that both of us do agree with. It's not shocking why everyone's so upset. The issues that they're bringing up are valid and people are feeling this way in their workplaces. There is a discussion that needs to be had and I hope we can have them here. And I speak for both of us when I say, remember to add empathy into the conversation. And while it's really hard for us to say, I think at this point, Ross and I even have empathy for the person who made this video about us. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to go to the butcher every day and get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's just not going to happen at this time of year Mm -mm. or any time of year. And that's why I go to Good Chop. Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook what you want. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick-cut bacon, just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. I loved the ribeye steak. Yeah. That was my favorite. I really can't say enough good stuff about Good Chop, you guys. We got our boxes, and I've been eating well. I know, and the steak, like... It was just such a good quality cut of steak that you can tell, like, it really didn't even need that much seasoning. Like, sometimes you have to over-season these cheap cuts of steak because they don't taste good, but 
the marbling and everything was just so delicious and yummy. Yeah. It was great. The bacon's really good too. Like thick, yeah. good. And you don't have nice to go to bacon. the grocery store with that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's genuinely Really, really good. And unlike many other companies, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries. So you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. And it won't cost you a fortune. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Good Chop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients only the good stuff. They're so confident in the quality of their cuts, they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. Love Good Chop or get your money back. Go to goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 and use code touchgrass120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code touchgrass120 at goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash touchgrass120, code touchgrass120. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What a wild ride. Yeah. I feel justice for corporate Natalie and and corporate bro a little Mm -hmm. bit. I do feel like I think they're still kind of raking themselves over the coals in a way that I don't necessarily feel like they need to. Mm -hmm. About the editing of the clip, maybe they could have been more clear that they were reading a listener letter, but it's also that feels very hindsight is 2020. Like I I feel like you would never imagine oh, we're going to read this listener letter and someone's going to stitch and pretend to be my personal yeah. employee and it's going to get 32 gazil- million mm-hmm. views and then also like this person is going to continue it on and then that she felt like her apology wasn't good enough. It's like, I, I don't know. At the end of the day, I feel like like the thing people are mad at you specifically for isn't even a real thing that happened. At the end of the day, they they're like we need you to approach empathy the video says gen z employee Mm -hmm. and it's them saying we don't give a fuck about your workout and like that was like the ethos they wanted this like funny clip of them being like i don't give a fuck like Mm -hmm. whatever and off rip like that's just gonna be not taken well because they're capitalizing on the gen z versus millennial wars yes and yeah, being like you're sure. a little gen z person i'm just like you guys make pro worker like pro employer content like on a on, and now you're trying to get a bigger audience and that the the mood and the temperature right now is not pro employer babe also i will say this now we're getting nuanced mm-hmm. you see how it was all against natalie and, and not, not the, the guy and not corporate yeah. bro which that name is even worse than for, like like the mm. idea of bro and corporate is yeah. like ugh but, but the guy <laughs> in the initial video chose to natalie. address natalie, natalie. So, and natalie right. got all the hate i don't think natalie deserved it more than corporate bro did but she got it more mm. so the, i still like, can't believe that you know i think it's the one piece i'll latch on to is um how natalie said leading with empathy 
but I do feel like people put things out there because they know it's going to help them go viral and gain clout, and they're not being mindful of the consequences of it. This is a little bit off topic, but just bear with me for a second. Like, people treat everything like content now. You got to film everything, post everything. There was this um, a homeless couple that filmed themselves oh, in the storage unit. In the storage unit. Okay. And of course, they posted it, and now they got kicked out of the storage unit. Of course. Stop posting everything. Not yeah. everything is content. You know what I mean? And these responses and the backlash and the reality is, most people remember the one video, but they won't see the third video. Yeah. Now her brand can be ruined because they're not going to re read everything else. They're going to watch everything else. Most people today in this day and age will just read the headline and the comments and move on. Mm -hmm. So. You have to be very, very mindful of what you're posting and putting out there, number one. And number two, questioning what you're seeing as well. And yeah, I feel like yeah, there needs literacy. to be mo I was going to say the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Where is it? Put it in the schools. Put it in the curriculum. Well, you know what I mean? Like, come on already. Yeah, but it, it, it's one thing. It's like media literacy for the for the viewers, but it's also media literacy for the creators. Oh, yes. And it's like... Part. You have to make a skit. Like, go to comedy school and learn how to, like, make put, a You skit. have to put something. Also, like, you can write on your videos. You can say, like, this is a skit. Totally. Like, you, don't, you can do stuff to signal that this is not real. And at mm -hmm. a certain point, like, if there's nothing comedic about it and you're just basically lying to camera, like, you are responsible for how people... Yes. take that it reminds me of people who do like bad pranks that are just mean right and then they're like yeah. it's a prank and it's like no a prank is like kind of fun yeah yeah, like, yeah you hit your wife with a car yeah <laughs> like, it's like it's a prank. joke like no no, no it's no. not a prank yeah a joke isn't a lie <laughs> so, yeah. I just, a some lie. people truly think that a joke is just saying something false yeah and right. it's and like that's not, not no. you know that's one of the biggest challenges with like social media in general on the one hand you give everyone a platform a seat at the table if you will 100 yeah. you're such a pro millie i love it <laughs> it's so true 100 percent. but then when the gates are open everyone comes in people who are not qualified yeah. and capable mm -hmm. and have the skill set to do the work that professionals have been doing and professionals like who are professional actors, performers, comedians, et cetera. Like yeah. there's a reason why it's a profession because skill goes into this art. For not sure. everyone can do it just because you have a phone that shoots 4K in your pocket. Exactly. And people, something I think about is like people are receiving their, like a piece of content that goes viral to the point where like millions of people are watching it. Those people are all receiving that content in different ways. Some of them are on the toilet, mm -hmm. half paying attention. Some mm -hmm. of them are on, their, on their commute, yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. And you, it's so like id based, your immediate reaction. I always think about years ago, there was this funnier die video that was a like parody of, you know how BuzzFeed used to do those videos that are like, we gave drunk people a puppies mm -hmm. and then we yeah. filmed yeah. them. This was a video that was called, we get, it was for 4th of July. And it was called We Gave Drunk People the Constitution. And it was a bunch of comedians that we knew from New York pretending mm -hmm. to be drunk and receiving the Constitution. Mm -hmm. It was a parody video. 90% of the comments were people going, that's not the real Constitution. I don't think right. that's the Constitution. This is fake. That It's like th these people didn't understand that they were receiving a parody sketch. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. you know, yeah. like some people just... Ernest. 
yeah, they just hit it and they're like, oh, it's real. And it's like they're not even taking a second to think about like, oh, this is from Funny or Die. Right. Yeah. What is this? Does it make it sense Some people for Funny or Die stupid. to have access Whoa. to the real constitution? <laughs> exactly. How would they get it? How would they get it? it? Exactly. And, but guess what? Those people now are making videos. I know. <laughs> and, and then they're saying, saying it's a that skit. it's People are, can be so dumb. One of the hardest parts about being a content creator is dealing mm -hmm. with stupid comments. So I make videos around pop culture and I'll do videos like, here are the biggest songs from 1990 or whatever mm -hmm. and for the most part people go oh that seems right mm -hmm. this yeah. guy's a music uh, music journalist this seems accurate i'm sure he did his literally research. music journalist literally i think you the last I mean? time i saw you in person was at the vma exactly like, exactly that's what i carpet. do all right but then here's the thing sometimes a song will make this list that maybe it was released in 1994 but maybe came out november 1994 mm -hmm. which means it was a big hit in 1995 yeah that song's from 1994 i looked it up i'm like but, like, did you notice that it came out December 13th, 1994? Yeah. So, therefore, it was a hit the following year. Yeah. You know, people no. are dumb. Glad we all came to a consensus about <laughs> Corporate Natalie, Corporate Bro, and the skit maker. Um, next, we're going to talk about cursed content. Cursed content. Mm. And it's a segment on the show where we share a piece of content that shows how deeply cursed we are as a world. Mm -hmm. And this one is a little different because it starts wholesome ends up cursed and maybe gets a little better but on september right around when taylor swift and travis kelsey started dating tiktoker sharon Mbazi posted a video of her doing her own makeup and her stepdad comes in the bathroom and he starts reading travis kelsey's stats like well now travis kelsey's you know just trying to get her into football mm -hmm. and like her his jersey's selling out and this and that and very cute like this dad and the video got almost three million views and it sparked a really cute series where Sharon, who is a beautiful dark-skinned black woman, um, she would do skincare, and then her dad, who's a white man, her stepdad, stepdad, mm -hmm. sorry, her stepdad would come and join her, and they would talk about football, and she would do, they would do skincare together, and mm -hmm. eye mask, and all Wholesome. this stuff, mm -hmm. wholesome stuff. Well, on Friday. Skincare oh, no. brand Cetaphil dropped a regional Super Bowl ad about a real father-daughter bonding oh, over football after Travis Kelsey and basically the whole segment, they ripped it off this girl's they TikTok. They stole it from her they TikTok? They stole it. it. And so... Wow. Exactly. Ugh, Cetaphil. Cursed. Mm -hmm. That's and no, no, she, Cetaphil. And this girl came out and made this video. Y'all, Cetaphil legit copied the TikToks I made with my stepdad back in September. Like, y'all could have at least given us some credit. What's up? It's the fact that they have a mixed race girl in the video and a white dad. I'm a black girl, my stepdad is white. Okay. And in the video, she's doing her makeup, her skincare on her vanity, and her white dad walks in. I was doing my makeup on my vanity, and my white dad walks in and tells me about football. For a second, I thought, okay, maybe it's a coincidence, until I saw the dad walk into her room and put skincare under his eyes, like what my stepdad and I did in our video, and he put eye patches under his eyes when he walked into my room. Like, literally, bar for bar, it's the same concept, same idea. So, to me, it's cursed because... It's taking something very wholesome from someone's life, mm -hmm. but also recasting this black, this dark skinned black girl with a mixed race mm. girl and making her white dad who looks exactly like the, her stepdad. Wow. So cursed content. What that do you is, think? That is extremely cursed. And I think it like it like portends something even more cursed mm. because it it shows you that like. This stuff that we all put out online, we don't actually 
own it yeah. in the same way of like other intellectual property. And so a brand can do that. I've seen other things where brands have just like pulled people's mm -hmm. TikTok videos and put them in a commercial mm -hmm. and pulled like one. I, I remember I was seeing one where a creator was reviewing a pair of jeans and she had said like she really liked the jeans but they were a little loose in the back and the they, brand just cut it mm -hmm. i think it was good, good american, american. Mm -hmm. i think yep. it was good mm -hmm. american chloe kardashian yeah. mm -hmm. and they did cut that. it without her permission they cut mm -hmm. it without her permission cut the part where she said anything negative throw it up on their socials mm -hmm. and it's just like Get as of right now mm -hmm. they have carte blanche to do that kind of stuff like i i wonder what kind of recourse she would have to be like Cetaphil's. Oh, do you have the receipts? Do I do, but receipts? I want to hear your thoughts first. As someone who, again, you do make content for a brand too. Mm -hmm. Totally. That I've been on. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. That is true. That is true. I've been a hair model. You know, I just feel like, you know, we'll say allegedly, mm -hmm. if Cetaphil did allegedly well, yeah. rip off mm -hmm. this video, what have you, but I just feel like if they can afford to run a spot during the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. they can afford to cut this woman a check mm -hmm. and go, hey, listen. We were inspired by your your creative concept here. We're gonna put you on as creative director. It's a bigger story. Yeah. If anything, putting this black creator on as creative director for Cedarfell and like having paying her her money yeah. and then putting her on this way, it's a bigger story. It's exactly. a better story, and it goes exactly. along with the whole heartfelt brand love they're trying to capitalize on in the first place. Yeah, it's very weird to do a fake version of something that really happened that right. they could have just like just worked cast with the them. actual people. Because we and didn't know those people in the act in the video, in the commercial. Well, and it's just giving that the marketing agency is full of white people and they don't have a person of color on the team. And that's what it's giving. So mm. the seed so this is the statement to Ad Week from oh. the Cedarfell brand developed its game time glow campaign as an original creation without seeing Sharon's TikTok content. Mm. A, sp a spokesperson told Ad Week via email, "We were inspired by a unique trend in which numerous young women and girls have been bonding with their fathers over football and posting about it on their social channels. After oh. speaking with Sharon, we see how she contributed to this per this trend personally." Personally, the campaign, this campaign was a response to that trend. And we are therefore not surprised the campaign connects with so many. So they're trying <laughs> oh, to say, no. oh, oh, wow. Not the campaign's connecting. Yeah, wow. even though she was one of the first people, because again, she was doing this back in September when it was, it was not a lot of people had been posting this. So then in a TikTok created um, on Super Bowl Sunday, she said, that Sharon said that Cedar Phil had acknowledged all the videos and the content and they made things right, probably cut her a check. Mm -hmm. And she also told viewers to stay tuned for more, teasing a potential follow-up campaign. I, I mean... I'm still pissed. I'm yeah. still pissed, you know? Yeah. Like, no, this is different. It's one thing to be inspired by something. I get that. You know what I mean? You're inspired by seeing uh, fathers and daughters creating content together. Mm -hmm. I get that. But this is different. This is a storyline. This is a creative concept that you use for an ad that's clearly down to the casting of the it. The casting, because if this, it was a white girl and a white dad or a black girl and a black exactly. dad, Exactly. No. This is Vanilla Ice going ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. It's not the same. It is the same. It's the same. It is the same it, thing. That is the perfect analogy. Yeah. It's, and also, it's like, 
Yeah, there were trends of people and their boyfriends like talking about that. This is very specific to doing the skincare, doing the skincare and all of that stuff. It's they're trying to make it seem like this was they did like a My Roman Empire video or something that they were doing something that was such a huge trend. Bunches of people were doing it. I didn't see an enormous amount of trends of women doing skincare with their dads in the bathroom where they're doing skincare and their dad is talking about Travis Kelsey. That's not a trend. That is something one girl was doing on her TikTok. That's a script that you stole. Cursed. Cursed. Cursed That is cursed. So... Yeah, I mean, we'll watch. We'll see what happens with Sharon, but I hope she gets. Whack. I hope I, she gets a big bag. I hope she, I hope she does too. Bag. But I'm still. It it just drives me absolute bonkers because here's this black woman yeah, who's had her work stolen. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is tell as old as time. Well, she'll get the money and like, but it's not the point. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not the point because you know they they could go on and win like you know big awards for this campaign or whatever. Does she get any of that? You yeah. know what I mean? No, no. no some yeah. white guy who they they when the, it came out. Uh, the CEO of the of the of the agency that mm. you know has Cetaphil as a client, like his Twitter came out, and of course he's an idiot. Like I'm right. just like he's gonna win, and he's gonna say all this stuff. It's just it's and just also like cursed. if they had used the original two creators, which I don't see why they wouldn't. It's like that would have been such an amazing. You're on the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with your stepdad, and yeah. everyone sees you. Like that's such a huge it- moment. That for no reason was taken from them. They really fumbled the bag. I really yeah. think for any brands who are listening, marketing people listening, mm-hmm. I really feel like there is no harm in giving credit where credit is due. Yeah. And it's a bigger, more well-rounded PR story for you to do exactly just that. Exactly. Because you cast it to See, unknown you're actors. A pro. Yeah. Exactly. This is why we got you, Doug. Because you pleasure. are a pro. <laughs> and any brands or marketers that listen. Me and Elise are available. Yeah, um, <laughs> as always, we are available. Uh, some a brand did actually recently reach out to oh us. Oh my god, they were very is, excited we to work with excited. us. Mm-hmm. We were excited. We to were work excited for them. to work with them. We but emailed them back. Uh, the email bounced. Email bounced. The person had been fired. The person, wow. we assumed the person had been fired. I, yeah. I don't know if it was that related one hurt. to that them one reaching out to <laughs> us, but I will say that they reached out to us, and when we followed back up, they, they were no they longer bounced. with the company. And that is cursed. As well. uh, and that uh-huh. was some cursed. That was a cursed experience that we had trying to make content. Yeah. <laughs> a cursed attempt at content. So help us, help us. <laughs> All right, this brings us to our final segment. Our final segment. Our final mm-hmm. segment is Grasshole of the Week. Okay. This is a person who needs to touch grass the most. This mm-hmm. person must log off. This person <laughs> must go outside. This person must speak IRL to someone in their in their network and in yeah. their community. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it is a loving go touch grass. Mm. Most recently it's all been negative and I will say that this one again is gonna, is gonna be pretty negative. Uh, I am talking about Liana the mean girl. Have either, oh. has yes. she come? Okay. The bullying, she's like pro yes. bullying. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, Millie, Millie's immediately like, this is gonna be fucked what? up and it is. Here we go. Okay. There was a comment, and it basically said something to the effect of, I'm so glad to see that me, I'm still the same mean girl that she was in high school. This comment is so silly goose. It made me just start reminiscing about high school. I went to high school over four years ago, so it's really been a minute. It's kind of crazy to me that someone, like, even still cares about it. 
But I do have a hot take on this. I think bullying is something that has to happen when you're young. And I've always thought this way and I will probably continue to think this way. If you're someone who's being bullied, you kind of like to learn to stick up for yourself or like learn to have more confidence in yourself. Bullying in America or like the mean girls of America, bruh, it's really not that bad. Y'all ever seen K-dramas? Y'all know what happens in other countries, what bullies are like. American teenagers have gotten so soft these days because of social media. Literally anything offends people and makes people be like, I am being bullied. I feel like if you are being bullied, it's gonna help you grow up and be a stronger person, uh, have your foot in life because of your experience. Unless you dwell on it for four years after high school if someone's bullying you they probably have something going on honestly those people probably have some things that they need to work on themselves maybe that's all they know but it's going to teach them too how to treat people a lot of people that are bullies do end up having like higher social growth in life but i feel like there's some psychological backing to this stuff i mean i'm not saying like go out and be mean to people it's just something that naturally happens and that kind of has to happen it's giving like evolution theories it's giving biological things right yeah it'll help you grow she says i'm sorry doug it's a no <laughs> it's gonna be i'm sorry I'm yeah de demoted podcast it's a no for me no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'll start out by saying this was not well received yeah. um, this i'm sure on tiktok shocking this video was not well received i don't know how many views it got initially because it is uh deleted and her all of her accounts are private so i guess mm. bullying isn't as you mm. know good for you productive <laughs> as she found i mean by her own admission she should like get over it and and learn and take it but her accounts are all private i mean that screen recording mm -hmm. of the video have like 30,000 likes, but mm. they, that was just one of a million. It mm. also, a bunch of people start doing skits oh, where God. they're pretending to be her. And <laughs> that's how it first got into my uh, FYP because mm. I watched one of these skits and it was clearly a skit mm -hmm. because the person was saying very outrageous things and I was like okay this is a parody of something and then I went but back was it, and was it a parody because she's already it's hard to it's satirize it's hard that. to satirize what was going on here so I'm going to go through her points okay um number one high school was four years ago so this person should be over it are is she over high school she's talking about it very clearly I mean the first thing I would say is that I know people who have been bullied and it can stay with you for a very, very long, long time. time. Yeah. You know, we don't know what she was doing or saying to people because sometimes bullying is very physical. Like yeah. it can be very traumatic for people, especially if there's something that you can't change about yourself that someone's mocking, making fun of, teasing in front of a whole school of other like people who are not well adjusted just yet. It can be very traumatic and that can stay with you for 40 years, not just yeah. four years. Yeah, yeah I... I have never forgotten one mean thing anyone's ever said yeah. to me. So, mm, like, so four yeah. years, it's like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna remember. Like, I remember. I'm, I'm Taylor Swift like in that way. I remember yeah. every slight yeah. that has ever been slighted upon mm, me. Yeah. I will say that the entire conceit of Silicon Valley is that all these guys who are in their 40s and 50s mm. didn't get laid in high school and now it's our fault. <laughs> and now they are monetizing and demonetizing every platform and making mm. crazy startups and stuff. And that is an effect of high school bullying. Mm. So and four years is not, not long. A long no. Time. We voted for Trump Biden four years ago. Yeah. Like, and that's coming around years... and that 
went mm-hmm. by fast. Mm-hmm. And I will also say that bullying now, like four years ago, but even like even in the past ten years, that's also cyberbullying. Yeah. So it's like it's one thing if like somebody says something mean to you in the cafeteria and you're whatever, but now it's they make Instagram accounts. They're hitting you. It's it's mm-hmm. it's different now. Mm-hmm. You're getting it all the time. Totally. Uh, another point she made: bullies are actually evolutionarily necessary, and people <laughs> who have been bullied need to learn to stand up for themselves. It's giving psychological theories. That's what I love. What she goes: it's giving psychological Shut theories. Up. Shut up. But I'm also <laughs> like, I kind of see what she's trying to say of like. It's important for you to learn how to stand up to yourself for yourself. But, you know, you will learn that anyway. You will learn that without getting bullied because and that's the thing. It's like high school is a formative time in your adolescence, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you, you know, do a project or collab or work on a group thing like you will say, hey, I don't like this or this and that. Like, you will learn that without someone saying, your hair is ugly or, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or, yeah. yeah. You're gay or whatever. Yeah. Are- okay, cool. You're advocating for working through conflict, standing yeah. up for yourself, advocating yourself. I appreciate the spirit behind that. But you don't need to advocate for bullying. No, you know that's what I mean? Insane. Yeah. You're going to encounter some bad things in your life. And I think mm-hmm. it is great to teach people have to have a how to have a healthy self-esteem, coping mechanisms, uh, how to advocate and be um, have have how to have agency. I'm trying to find the right word, mm-hmm. but it's like fine. But we're not going to advocate for bullying. Let's be clear. Yeah, like and bullying is different than just having conflict yeah. with someone yeah. too. Like, no. do I think that learning how to work through conflict and maybe meeting some shitty people in your life that you have to deal with helps you grow Absolutely. emotionally? Totally. But there is not an evolutionary value to having some girl be like, you're ugly every day. Totally. (laughs) No, no thanks. No. No, and like high schoolers, yeah, high schoolers can be mean. They can push boundaries that aren't right. I mean, some like... Some of my biggest regrets are times that I was like a bitch in high school Mm. to someone where I was like, I didn't know how to... I didn't know how to communicate that I was pissed off without just like being mean. That's a real high school thing. But bullying is like... Finding someone who is usually of like low status to you for some kind of reason mm-hmm. and relentlessly harassing relentlessly, them yeah. every day to the point where it ruins their life. Yeah, they're not going to be over that in four years. Yeah, no. no. And I feel like most of therapy is, <laughs> is shit that, that happened like many years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, it is extremely ironic that she's completely dark on all social media. Yeah, now, it's she's... like stand in business, babe. What actually, <laughs> actually, I, I, can feel, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Before going dark on social media, she did come out and say, can you guess? She's sorry. That it was a skit. Shut up. You're, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> she said um, that uh, I was just joking. Uh, it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like a character. I wasn't trying. She said it was a troll video, basically. So yeah, she tried to say it was. Yeah, but don't know how to do this. N- it's angry. not a skit. It wasn't it's a skit. Real. Right, it, no. It's not a skit if you were just saying your real feelings. And also, 
I saw this TikTok recently and I wish I had the creator's name, but it's this guy who was pointing out this idea of shadow talk, which is where like you're saying one thing, mm -hmm. but the shadow of what you're actually saying is like very clearly mm. visible. And this video to me is the most shadow talk mm. video ever. What where is she's, the thing? Where she's going to come out and say like, I wasn't mean in high school. I just had like resting bitch face, but like I wasn't mean unless you were mean to me. But also, if you're still thinking about high school, you should get over it. And it's like, <laughs> so the shadow saying that the I shadow was mean. is, I was right. mean. I know it. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what the fuck this person is talking yeah. about. I'm annoyed that someone's bringing it up to me now, and I still have the exact same attitude that I used to have. And you're and, a loser for even bringing it up. Yeah, and I'm gonna come on here. And bully you more, more and be a yeah. fucking bully more. It's, Yikes. it's crazy. Mm, just like Anatomy of a Fall, the truth conceals something <laughs> dirty. <laughs> and Mina. Wow, I would love to see what what's her name? Dris Sandra. Justine oh, Justine Triet. Right, make a do, movie. Do the do mm. the Liana the Mean Girl bully. Well, yeah, and do and it Sandra in French Hewler court. Play. Yeah, do it in French court where everyone yells at each other at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that would be beautiful. But well. That's our grass Le hole of the week. Yeah, Leanna well needs deserved. to go touch grass. And, go touch grass. And maybe get in. Listen, th there's a lot of problems with comedy institutions, but at its core, they will teach you how to make a joke. <laughs> you will yeah. learn and you will be around people and you will learn the difference. Um, what say you, Lamar? Final thoughts on grass hole? I say well-deserved. Well-deserved yeah. grass well hole. Well-deserved grass hole. We haven't met a grass hole that hasn't deserved it. No. <laughs> Lamar. <laughs> Thank, thank you, you so much. No, thank you. That this was is another so great. episode of Go Touch Grass. Lamar, where can we find you? What can I people am, follow you? You can follow me on all the socials at Dirty King of Pop. Dirty wow. two R's like Christina Aguilera spells it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huge Christina fan. Yes. Uh, and you can follow me at Millie Tamaris, Millie underscore Tamaris on Instagram and TikTok and on Twitter at Millie uh, Tamaris, a.k.a. Wactose Intolerant. You can follow Elise. You can follow me at Pandalise on Instagram and Elise Navidad on TikTok. You can also, I, I am on threads, but I don't really thread. No, I just threads, watch all, yeah. the, all the dorks talk to each other. The dorks, it's super dorky. You can follow Go Touch Grass. And I don't mean that in a bullying way. No, I think no, the no, dorks no, no, should no, no, be, no. have a platform to and speak. We empower and I and I, and I And I love their growth. And God bless them all. I feel but like some it is say, where dorks go to speak. <laughs> some people say, we might be dorks. I might be. I remember a little bit of a dork. We're not not uh, a dork. Uh, we're dork rising. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on um all platforms on all platforms at Go Touch Grass Pod, and um our listen. We have a really great Patreon mm -hmm. episode where I update everyone on all the Keith Lee controversies. Wow. Ooh. Keith Lee versus New York, mm. the salmon chopped cheese fiasco, the Bay Area sad yeah. homelessness thing, Yikes. and Keith Lee versus Sweetly Season. Yeah, it's uh it's a journey. Keith Lee took a journey, and yeah. then we took a journey. And guess what? Don't speak against Keith Lee because it will come back to bite. And, and you can hear about all of that on our Patreon. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. Please, We're please. on the road to 100, people. Road to 100. Road to 100. 100. And until next time, go, go touch, touch grass. grass! That was a HeadGum Podcast.